Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone. We are Parenting by the Pint. Oof. Good one. (laughs) This is Lauren, and Kara is with me. Hello. We are two Chicago suburban moms with five kids between us who like to talk about our kids and parenting and drink beer and talk about a brewery each time we get together. So tonight is no exception. We are going to talk about a parenting topic, and we are highlighting Noon Whistle, which is a Chicagoland area brewery from Lombard. Um, we're going to start with, what are we starting with tonight, Care? We are going to drink Gummy Pocalypse, which is their Northeast IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I say this a lot. This is this is hands down one of my favorite beers. Really? Um, it is my favorite Northeast IPA. Oh. Without a doubt. Okay. I've had many, yeah. especially more recently when they were becoming very, well, they're more very popular. Yeah. popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just uh, always been a favorite. I always get excited when I see this beer. Mm-hmm. My husband occasionally surprises me, brings Ooh. home a four pack of it. Yeah, and this I'm just came just like, out. Oh, yeah, All I right. forgot about you. <laughs> and then he, oh, it's just such a good time. Nice. Um, when you proposed that we drink it and feature Noon Whistle, I was just like, oh, yes, absolutely. I would. I can't think of anything I would rather do. Nice. Yeah, I saw that it came out not too, not really not too long ago, because when I texted you, I was like, all right, I see Gummy Apocalypse is at the store. So <laughs> let's, just like, let's yes, do it. Please. All right. Cool. Well, we're gonna we're gonna drink this and uh, a little bit about Noon Whistle first. Um, like I said, they started in Lombard um, in late like December 2014. They're owned by three friends. Um, they actually they were supposed to open up a 30,000 square foot facility in March with 1,600 square feet of it being the tasting room. They did open as a production facility and they are just starting to brew their first beer out of this location in Naperville this week, actually. Oh, wow. So they also expanded um, their location in Lombard recently as well. I'm not sure how much. And they hired a new head brewer that's working on their new beer out of Naperville this week. I so. saw that post on Facebook. Yeah. So exciting stuff for them. Um, they opened in 2014. They originally focused on session beers, which I kind of always laugh at that kind of verbiage because session really just means like, you can drink more of it in a session of drinking because it's lower ABV. Right. <laughs> so I love when people are like, oh, this is highly sessionable. Right. <laughs> like they're trying to sound. You're like, I can drink more brilliant. of them is really all and that I'm it like, comes down to. I'm like, you know what's highly to? sessionable? Yeah. Miller High Life. <laughs> yeah, true. Let's I mean, it's smash not, out We can do some cores and Miller. They, they are highly sessionable as well. <laughs> but so back in 2014, they kind of focused more on those kind of 5% or less ABV beers, but they've expanded significantly into stronger, different beers. Their portfolio is a large variety now. I mean, even Gummy Apocalypse is 8.2 ABV, and then I don't even know this this second one we're going to drink later. I've never actually even heard of, so this is new to me, mm-hmm. but it's a, a stout that we'll be trying later on. So they've greatly expanded the different beers that they they brew. They do distribute, but mostly I think just in Illinois. Um, so something that I didn't know when I was reading up on them is why it's called Noon Whistle. 
oh yeah you mentioned that you were going to tell that and i zoned out for a second while you were talking and i was like oh no did i miss the story about <laughs> clearly i'm not that entertaining but all right quick and then we'll drink because i think kara um, might be ahead of me but sorry <laughs> no you're good, good i'm still reeling from our last episode where i obviously couldn't keep it together <laughs> right yeah maybe, all right, we we need to, to bring it back in we're Let's gonna reel try this to be serious here. now you guys all right all this right this is serious <laughs> anyways all right noon whistle noon whistle so one of the co-owners and their original brewmaster paul said that he and his family have been visiting marquette wisconsin since he was a kid long time and one of the traditions there is that the town whistle blows at noon oh and their family tradition was that when the town (laughs) whistle blows it's time to crack open a beer Oh, so I love that. Right? I liked it too. I was like, "That's such oh, a cute story." Man, I like drinking. See, aren't at you glad? Noon? You, aren't I you love glad that you story. This? All right, I so, am glad. Gummy apocalypse care. <laughs> <laughs> you would have quizzed me later. I totally would have. I should say doing quizzes. All right, <laughs> mm, let's give it a drink. Yes, I haven't had this in a while. Also, side note, I missed. They're tops, the 360 tops that yeah, used to all come that off. you could drink straight out of, yeah, quote unquote, because it was like its own popped off. Yeah. Container. They said they tried to find another manufacturer that could do them, and they struck out on finding anyone, which um, they really are the only, at least in the Midwest, the only place I've ever seen with those tops. Yeah. So no, it was I, definitely unique. I would love to have somebody tell us that there's somebody else who uses them although i would imagine that if there was noon whistle probably, they probably would have found them right yeah tracked them down mm-hmm. so, so unless you just know somebody <laughs> right if you know doesn't. somebody who does those fun i think they were called 360 can tops or something i don't know anyways i missed the tops okay drink again oh yeah let's drink the beer oh it's i, I mm. like this beer um you know the any ipas aren't always my favorites mm-hmm. um i guess it just depends on my mood i love this really cold which this one really is it doesn't give you a ton of aftertaste to it the flavor's hoppy and crisp i get a real crispness with this one yes absolutely so yeah i mean i just uh it's just like such a smooth creamy you said creamy didn't you i said crisp but you really need to get it together, Kara. Jeez. <laughs> what is happening, you guys? <clears throat> I was messing around with my microphone while you were talking because it was doing something weird. And I just like, she wants me to tell her what I think of the beer. I should take a sip and then say words. And that's words what I did. Words would be good. Yes, and I words. was like, let's mm, say words. It's creamy. Did you say creamy? No. Ugh. All okay. right. So for real words about... Uh, yeah. Tell me what you about think gummy about apocalypse. gummy apocalypse. That's a mouthful in and of itself. <clears throat> um, man, I, you know, like I said, I mean, it's just got that tart, creamy, smooth flavor that I love in Northeast IPAs. Um, it's got that nice sting from the alcohol as mm-hmm. you kind of wash it down. And uh, it smells... It's got citrus. It, it smells, smells got the citrusy yeah. smell. And I just, it's just got the perfect balance of all of those things. No, it's um, an excellent any IPA, I think. Yes. And in spite of the fact that it's such a high alcohol, uh, mm-hmm. 8.2%, which I think NE IPAs are often a higher, higher. alcohol content. Yeah. Um, it doesn't drink that way. 
It doesn't drink like it's straight up booze. No, you know? it doesn't have too much of it doesn't have too much of that boozy taste to it. I think you get the crispness and the you get the citrusy aroma. It's got a great kind of it's not hazy, but it kind of is. It's that cloudy yellowy orange color to it. It's it looks good, it smells good, it tastes good. I really like this one. I mean, right? Where's <laughs> yeah. the downside? There isn't one, you no, guys. No, I like it. I like you it. You should definitely get Gummy Apocalypse if it sh- if it comes your way. I totally think so. Agreed. Agreed. So, right. you've been very gentle with me in spite <laughs> of the fact that I've been totally you've slacking been kind off. of a hot mess, yeah. Yeah, it's not my How many weeks is it going to be here on the podcast where I'm not on my game couple, man only a couple let's you just, have time to redeem yourself let's just say i'm tired um but <laughs> i probably. haven't teased you too yes much. that's what i was going to say is that you've been so good and you haven't been teasing me at all which is awesome and i appreciate that and it really segues nicely mm-hmm. into our topic which is teasing yeah uh, why don't you kind of start because uh, i usually start when we talk about yeah no you know um I haven't thankfully run into a lot of teasing in terms of the kids being teased for things yet. They just finished kindergarten, a half of which was at home, so doesn't really count. Um, however, even if I tease my children a little bit, they are super sensitive. So I yeah. can only imagine what life is going to be like as they get a little older. So my six-year-old boy... Um, they had a birthday a couple months ago, but we were shut-ins, and his godmother usually takes him <clears throat> to lunch into the store to buy him a birthday present every year. So he's been asking, 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 so I said, all right, Auntie Megan, can you get together and take him to the store? And so he's somehow obsessed with watching kids open things on YouTube. Yeah, I've heard about that. Why? First of all, I have no idea how he found it, but it's on YouTube Kids, and he's finding all of these toys. And I'm like, all right, fine, you know, whatever. I'm looking. It's on YouTube Kids. He's not looking at anything inappropriate. But he's six. He recently got rid of all of his freaking Paw Patrol toys because he's too old for them, which he is. Right. Now he's watching people open Paw Patrol toys, and he's like, I'm going to ask Auntie Megan if I can get this. And I was like, okay, just... I wasn't even teasing him, really, but I was like, I a little bit, I was like, aren't you too old for that? Like, right. that's a baby toy. And, or a little kid toy, I said. I'm like, that's a little kid toy. And he got, like, super upset. He's like, you told me I could get whatever I want. And I'm oh, like, you, you know, I'm, and so he starts, like, <clears throat> tearing up. And I'm like, okay, let's talk. Wh- what is wrong? And he's like, you told me this was a little kid toy, and I'm not a little kid anymore. Mm. And I'm like, okay, fine. But, man, you need to grow a thicker skin because, like, you are six, you are a boy, you are going to hear much worse than than that in life. And, you know, I wouldn't say he got teased at school, but I will say there's mean kids. Yes. Like, there was one instance where I gave him, he wanted to have set up some play dates and stuff. So I gave him a piece of papers, like a handful of them with my name and my phone number. And I said, uh-huh. you can hand these to your friends and have their parents call me. So one little kid took it and looked at it and threw it in the garbage and said, I don't need this. I don't want this. Aww. And I was like, dude, you're, and I think he might've been five at the time. Jeez. And my son was like, didn't know how to handle that at all. Like right. no clue. Wow. How do I react? Like, mm-hmm. 
okay, like, I'm trying, and he's the sweetest, literally the sweetest boy on the planet, so we haven't had too much, but, you know, we're trying to almost tease them a little bit at home to, like, get them conditioned to life, which maybe that's right or wrong or whatever, but, like, they, they, they can't be coddled so much, and we don't really coddle our kids, but, you know they're gonna they're going to be teased like yeah. everybody is teased at some point so well and like i grew up in a house where we teased mm-hmm. each other you know i mean you heard my spider story yes like <laughs> that's teasing yeah oh for sure making somebody you know pretending that but you're kind of yeah and that's also very someone. typical of an older sibling or something yeah. like that you know that or happens. your dad or your dad or yes in your case mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know it happens like which isn't i don't know i feel like you have to you have to have some of that to prepare for life yes so we're trying to instill that a little bit but then it like i don't want to see my kids so sad well, you don't want to be mean you don't yeah, want to feel it's mean. like but i didn't think i was being too mean i'm like you literally just told me you don't play with these toys anymore right like now you want a toy that's for a little kid and like you're six. First of all you're 90 pounds and you're like almost as tall as you know up to my shoulder and like you don't even watch the show anymore like why this right? isn't even I'm not trying to tease you I'm just trying to be realistic here but you really need to not be so sensitive yeah well and because I was teased I won't say a lot or an unusual no, by I my family teased, my yeah. brother my parents or whatever um I don't really get riled up about teasing. Which is you know probably better. Yeah, yeah, no, and I actually think that's a really good thing. Yeah. I think that when it comes to a character trait where you can you have what you called like a thick skin, mm-hmm. um, I mean I won't say that I can take criticism well. I think everybody has moments sure. You know, and you're sensitive about things that someone may have no idea about mm-hmm. and then when that subject happens to come up and if you've been joking around with that person yeah. and then all of a sudden they say something that goes into that area, you start to get sensitive or upset or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has it. that. Everybody has something that's but a trigger like, for them. Yeah. But like, I've always kind of let, I've always let things like that roll off. I don't really get, you know, you can kind of say pretty much anything if you're joking around for mm-hmm. the most part. And I can be pretty cool about it. Yeah. Um, in fact, there are times where someone will point out to me later that they thought someone was being straight up mean to me and uh-huh. I didn't react and to them like, and oh. I'm just like hmm. oh yeah I guess that was kind of mean <laughs> I won't go into examples because no. I you know most of the time you get teased by people that you care about or they right. care about you yeah. and so I don't want to be like oh well my mother-in-law yeah. said this thing to me because it was it's not like that at all it's just that yeah. um and some people interpret things differently too depending on your relationship with them like you can feel like your sibling or close friend or somebody is teasing because you're close with that person and yes. someone to the outside world that might doesn't be like really whoa know, i can't believe you just said that right, to her. like you would take it much differently potentially yes. than someone closer i feel like that mm-hmm. evolves as you get older though that's not really no as a child yeah as a child it's either is or isn't for the most part once you're older i feel like you have those relationships that a lot of them are based on teasing almost (laughs) right that's how you engage with certain people is that you just you tease each other and that's not a negative thing to you because that's the relationship you have but to a stranger it might look like you guys actually don't really get along Right. But in reality, you, you do. But that's, you know, that evolves with time. Yeah. So. So because I was in an environment where teasing was 
you know, but exist once in a while, mm-hmm. I tend to tease. And my uh, nine-year-old just cannot handle it at oh, all. Really? It just <laughs> really bothers him <laughs> to the point where I've stopped teasing him, and mm-hmm. I really don't do it anymore at all. But because I used to do it, he assumes I am teasing him quite often oh. and will react to me as <laughs> though I am. So I will occasionally just ask him a question like, hey, you know, when are you going to put these clothes away or whatever yeah. related? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> um, and he'll be like, stop it, okay? And I'm and just like, like I'm no, just, no, really. like Just asking a question over here. And like, he's he's will say why are you always teasing me so much and i'm always like dude it's been like three months since i've teased you because i just feel like you can't handle it at all right and like you said i thought when i would before before i kind of became more mindful of the whole thing Mm -hmm. i thought that a little bit of light teasing once in a while about things that don't really matter right um, which is what I would do. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like I was just like, geez, you smell terrible. I didn't right. say. You're not trying to actually offend you know, them. or you're not like trying to hurt their, feelings. You're, right. You're not trying to hurt their feelings. But, you know, if he comes downstairs and he's wearing a long sleeve shirt and sweatpants and it's hot outside, right. I'm like, dude, did you check the weather? Yeah. <laughs> it's hot out there. And he would just get mad. Oh. And I'm like, that's not mean. I'm just. Yeah. And that's he, teasing. And exactly. he. Yeah would get so sensitive that I've dialed it back to almost zero. And like, I'm worried. Um, like you said, I just want him to feel like it's okay for someone to make a little joke once in a while. And I just hope that it doesn't blow up in his face sooner rather than later. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's one thing to be at, at make a joke at someone's expense of something that matters, but like little things that, are like that are like just jokingly right i feel like there's definitely completely different between you know joking and being mean-spirited you know if you can laugh at yourself that's one of the things that you really need to learn in life is that there's going to be things that you're like oh my gosh yes i do look ridiculous or oh i can't believe i did that or whatever you know that you you need to be able to to laugh at yourself and to take a joke and those things and you know when i thought about this topic i was like how do you really learn that other than like be having that experience right otherwise it's not like that's specifically something ingrained in you to be humble and to you know be able to say oh yeah you're right or you know um you know take take a joke not take yourself too seriously right and don't get me wrong there are lots of instances where i don't take a joke well and different things and i've I think maybe gotten less sensitive over the years with experience, sure. but you know, you, you kind of want to help your kids to grow in all kinds of ways that you can. And in that way, it's like, I really don't want, I want you to have a little bit thicker skin. I'm not trying to like make you a bully. I'm not trying to do any of that, but like, you're going to come home crying yeah. If somebody teases you and you need to understand that it's okay to, you know, to not take yourself so seriously sometimes. Yeah. That's well, a hard thing for anybody to learn, I think. Yeah. But. Well, and my chief concern is with my nine-year-old is that, like, what if he gets hurt? You know, what if his feelings get hurt and mm-hmm. he resorts to, like, 
getting physical with right. somebody. Yeah. I mean, there was a little of that with his last school year where mm. there were some moments where he clashed with this other kid in his class. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really was just that their personalities, they just kind of pushed each other's push. buttons. And neither one of them is really a behavior issue. It sure. was just kind of, they just, I don't know. Like yeah. I said, they some pushed each other's buttons. Yeah, some people don't get along. Yeah, yeah. and fair. that was sort of the case with them. And every once in a while, one would say or do something that would bother the other. And every once in a while, it would end in somebody getting pushed down. Mm, see, that's, yeah. That's, and I would that's get... That's negative. Yeah. And it, it only happened, I think, twice the entire school year. But I would get a phone call from the assistant yeah. principal. And she'd be like, oh, well, you know... This thing happened at recess, and it was always was recess, recess, and it was always on the playground, and it was always when they were playing tag, mm. and it was like always the same circumstances and the same kid. Yeah. And I would just be like, yeah, you know, we're trying to talk about that. He also had an issue where he, um, we've intentionally not used their names and mm-hmm. in this podcast, and he had an issue where he has a shortened version of his name and he prefers it to his full name. Yeah. And, uh, which is the opposite of my six year old, (laughs) who will not respond to the shortened version of his nickname or anything. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and we'll correct you sternly (laughs) about it. Um, my older son is willing to like respond to either name, but he will say, I prefer this over that. Um, but there was a time where his classmates, who knew full well what he preferred, were calling him by the opposite and mm. were doing it intentionally to tease him. Sure. Um, and he was getting very upset. Mm. And at one point, I had to kind of talk to the teacher and be like, you know, I get that um, it seems silly sure. for someone to get mad because About you're calling them by, by their, their name. Full name, right? By their, yeah. But when the person who's doing it knows. That They're it doing it bothers intentionally you. to bother me. Yeah. That takes it another step mm-hmm. further than just being like, a, oh, we're just joking around. And, yeah. you know, or it, that is closer to name calling than it is to just teasing. Yeah, you know? it's like if somebody's name is Anthony and you purposely call them Tony the whole time. And, and they don't like, like that. You know, they're na- my, that's not my name. And I get that it might seem small, but also get realize that these are nine-year-olds so everything right. is bigger to them uh, than yes. it is to adults yes um so i get it i i, I get where he would be upset it, it's hard it's hard on both sides because again he has to learn that he can't necessarily be upset because kids are going to call him way worse things as he gets older right but also they're being mean about it like it's right. not even like it's something that <clears throat> they're teasing and they can both laugh about it which right. is a different thing and more what I was meaning in terms of you have to be able to laugh at yourself and not take yourself so seriously. This right. is just a kid being mean. Yes. Like, well, and, and my my connection to those things is just to say that, you know, like there is a line and that the hope is that you help your kid find that line, yeah. you know, and that, yeah, I think that did cross the line for him a little bit. Mm-hmm. When I talked to the assistant principal about it, um, she was like, oh, yeah, her name is Patricia, and mm. she goes by Patty, and she doesn't like being called Pat or Patricia. Oh. And she was like, no, I totally get it. I yeah. hate it when people call me Pat. Yeah, and fair. I was just like, See, cool. See, you understand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and she was like, 
Yeah. That doesn't mean I think it's okay that he pushed somebody on the playground. It just means totally fair. Yes. that I understand <laughs> that when you tell somebody you prefer something and they intentionally do the opposite, yeah. regardless of what the thing is. Yeah, it's still just, it, that's being mean at that yes. point. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> yes. And so, you know, it, it was... It was very complicated and difficult for us to work with him to explain that, you know, that there's a difference between teasing and being mean and that, you know, me making a joke about it being hot outside is teasing. But some kid at school continually saying something that bothers him, that That the kid knows bothers him, him. goes into being mean. Saying it one time as a joke and everybody laughs and we move on, that's teasing. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. And so... My hope is mm-hmm. that I'm able to help my kids make that distinction mm-hmm. because it is important that they know when someone's being mean to them. Yeah, that's true too. And it's important that they are able to handle just a little bit of teasing without overreacting. Yeah. And I'm still on a quest to figure out how to do that. <laughs> so, I mean, you already said, like, yeah. I'm not sure exactly what the answer is no. to this question. <laughs> Um, and I never really thought that I would dwell on this issue very yeah. much. Like I said, I mean, I was teased on occasion growing up by sure. friends and family or whatever. And um, I think every kid reacts to it differently, too. I think my six-year-old boy is more sensitive to those things than my, than his twin sister. So I think right. that, you know, everybody is is different. Some people are more sensitive to things. And, you know, how do you navigate that? Well, yeah, now we're talking about, like, personality. And I think that, you know, that just adds a totally different Mm -hmm. layer. And, I mean, my six-year-old boy um, doesn't seem overly sensitive to teasing at all. Yeah. And most of the time I can tell if I... If I were to say something sure, like, oh, it's really buttons, hot outside, yeah. he'll make a face and he's just like, are you making fun? Like he, <laughs> and not to say that he makes that connection faster than his older brother, but but just to say that he knows that I'm coming from a joking place he and reco- not from He recognizes mean. it, but he recognizes that it's not mean spirited. Exactly. Which is- and I think it's because he assumes that, yeah. whereas Big Brother doesn't necessarily all the time, yeah. that I'm coming from a place of just joking around. <laughs> um, although I will say that my six-year-old, and not when he was six, back when he was four, mm-hmm. no, three, was in preschool and got teased what I thought was kind of rather severely by a classmate. Oh, really? yeah. I would have definitely called it mean. Yeah. It looked on the surface like teasing. He kept being called horsey by another kid in his class and i came to like special person day one time and there was this kid there and he would go up to my son and he would just be like come on horsey come on horsey nay come on horsey and i was just like what are you doing yeah and he was just like he looks like a horsey and i was like get away from my kid right now dude (laughs) Don't talk to him like that. Yeah. That's not funny. And a- my little one, <laughs> I am slacking. He um, he was very upset by it. And yeah. I pointed it out at his teacher conference. I was like, sure. hey, what's the... And I knew the what's kid's name. Kid? And yeah. I was like, what's his deal, man? Why is he being mean to my kid? Right. And... Um, and they were just like, oh, I think it may have been a relatively new development because my... S- then three-year-old would have definitely told us right. if this was an ongoing uh, problem. Gone, yeah. He's not one of those kind of kids. Right. 
he's just gonna come out and tell he you. He would just yeah. when we would be like, "Oh, how was school today?" He would be like, "Oh, well, we went outside mm-hmm. and I I tripped in the snow, but it wasn't a big deal because I had my snow pants on." Like long story. <laughs> yeah. He'd give you the transcripts. He's of gonna his day. tell me the yeah. whole. We're not gonna get to Big Brother's Day because we're gonna be so focused on this. <laughs> Every little detail. It's gonna be bedtime. It'll be dark out before we get to move on. So. So he would have told you if if it would have been ongoing for a so while. Yeah. yeah when we said something to the teachers I think it was still relatively new and mm. they were sort of like yeah we'll stamp that out and he yeah. never so mentioned, mentioned it, it really okay but I remember seeing that kid at the graduation oh. and being like <laughs> giving mm. him the evil eye oh about you he yeah. was like twice the size of all the other kids too oh, and I feel like he just decided to be an imposing person yeah. and he was he wasn't it wasn't just my kid. He was kind of mean to everybody when I was there. So well, at three, that's that's a parenting problem too. Like uh, I get that. Yeah, I get that. You like I know we're saying like kids have to get used to teasing, and you need to at least you know be able to handle it a little bit. But like if your kid at three, a three-year-old is, is being downright to mean? other kids, like that's come on, man. that's a bigger issue than yeah, that's a problem a little somebody's bit of, being mean to him yeah exactly so all right well let's uh move on to this beer that neither of us have had i'm very excited so, about that So we're drinking puebla 1862 it says it's a mexican imperial chocolate stout with cinnamon vanilla orange zest coffee and brown sugar i don't know how they fit all of that Whoa. into a 12 ounce i can. practically dozed off while you were saying right? all those things because like, there were so many things on the list crazy 8.6 abv like i've literally never even heard of this until I saw it come out and was like, well, let's give it a shot. So, yeah, I I know nothing about this beer. Wow. Me that neither. That is, uh, that is wow. dark. Look at that head. <laughs> right? It is dark. Wow. Okay. All right. There's a lot of flavor going on, though. Like, there's a lot of things that... Wow. Okay, so I'm getting, I'm smelling this beer. I'm getting the coffee smell. Oh, for sure. Coffee's like the coffee first thing. Coffee is always that, the first aroma. It's a strong aroma, though. It's going to overpower a lot of I the rest smell of it. cinnamon, too. I'm going to guess the brown sugar and the, the vanilla is going to be more in the taste than the aroma, would be yeah. my guess. I definitely, I definitely get the cinnamon and the coffee in, yeah. in the scent. Let's drink it, shall we? Mm hmm. I think I'm just immune to vanilla. <laughs> I think I just don't pick up vanilla flavor as well in the taste. Because I feel like every beer we've had that says it's got vanilla in it, I'm just like, no, no, I don't really taste it. You know, I think my problem with vanilla, and you mentioned this in an episode where you talked about how you get, um, you occasionally get like vanilla flavoring in coffee. And yeah. so how, so you feel like on occasion you, um, I bent, I men that mesh them yeah. together. And like, um, and I really thought about that after listening to that mm-hmm. episode, I kind of thought about what you said and I thought, well, maybe that's it. Maybe your palate is adjusted to kind of associate coffee and coffee vanilla as sort of one flavor. Um, maybe. Yeah. And I, I was thinking about that because I don't put vanilla in my coffee. Sure. Um, and I drink coffee almost as almost more than I drink beer, which is shocking. I mean, 
Yeah, I'm the only coffee drinker in my house, but I make a pot every day at least. So yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. I, am. I feel like not to go too far off topic, but I feel like I could be drinking a lot more coffee than I drink. Like I feel like I don't drink enough coffee. Okay, <laughs> I mean enough um, is relative, but yeah, yeah, it, just personal opinion. Okay, fair. I could drink more coffee. Okay. I feel I like it. the amount I, I drink is. It could be more. Okay. It could be more. No, I support that. I think it stems from the fact that I make coffee and then go to work. Mm. And so I make as much as I can put in a big yep. like thermos yep. type mm-hmm. glass. And then I go. And that's only about two cups Oh, that's of not coffee. nearly enough. And then when I get to work, because I have to wear a mask, I oh, never... Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's one it. of the yeah. one of the like quote unquote first world problems of mask wearing that I've discovered Lack of coffee. is that when I by the time I get to work if I haven't finished my coffee You're not gonna finish in the it. car yeah I won't finish it at work because I don't take my mask off right. and yeah. when I do take my mask off and drink a little bit of coffee you know it's like a sip and then I got to put it back on yeah, because I don't want to be off of right. you know yeah and there's we make coffee at work mm-hmm. um. And I just, um, you know, I just never go get any at work mm-hmm. because it's the same thing. Like, I got to take my mask on. Yeah, it's just, it's a process now. Anyways, all right, coffee, vanilla, your Anyway, thoughts. so I don't drink enough coffee to be putting vanilla in it. Um, <laughs> uh, I forgot what it tasted like while I was telling that story. I'm getting the orange zest, though, I think, in, in the taste. I'm, I'm getting that. Apparently vanilla is just not in my in my flavor palette, which it's, you know, everybody's individual. So apparently that's just one that doesn't stand out to me. The coffee is strong. I, I really do get the, the orange a little bit. Yeah, though. me too. I was going yeah. to say that initially, now that I had another taste. I remember feeling the, the orange zest um, flavor coming through in yeah. the taste. Um, I definitely get coffee. Of course I do. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm kind of trying to sense out that the cinnamon and the brown sugar. I smell the cinnamon more than I taste yes, the cinnamon. Yes, I do too. Um, I guess if I had to say anything, I would say I if this beer had a little more thickness mm-hmm. to it, yeah. a little weightier mouth texture, it's since little, we've made a, a policy little, not to say a, that right. word. It's a little thin for me, for a, a little. Mexican chocolate. yes. I'm not really getting, I mean, not really getting the chocolate. <laughs> There's too many things on that can, Lauren. Coffee, I just, I smell you know, the cinnamon, I can't... taste the orange zest, a little bit of the brown sugar. Clearly, vanilla is not my thing. Um, I like it, I just can't differentiate it, but it is a little thin for me. It's a great color. Um, and but... it's a good smell. I oh, like yeah, the too. smell of this beer, and I do like the flavor of it. It just, all of these, like, all of these like elements that the we're supposed to get that they set forth feel like it's a little bit missing the mark just right. a little you know at my job we like to say that you want to under promise and over deliver i get it yeah and i feel like when you put like six different adjuncts on the can mm-hmm. to list out the expectations that you're a little high over promising yeah. and even if you even if you deliver on most. five out of six yeah you're still it's missing still that a one very tall order and i'll be honest with you five or six different flavors yeah. in a beverage is kind of overwhelming mm-hmm. like uh that's a lot to process even even in our situation where i do feel like we have a pretty solid palate mm-hmm. um it's 
little hard to differentiate that many much. things in one Maybe we just have taste. simple tastes. You know, I just want a stout <laughs> that has coffee and cinnamon and maybe cocoa nibs and I don't know, we some stop maple. There. Little, maybe a little. I mean, maple and... Maple and coffee are good. They're both very strong flavors. Yeah. So. But no, you're right. Like two or three things. Mm-hmm. Man, we don't like anything anymore, Lauren. What is <laughs> happening? Um, I don't know, babe. We're just drinking too much beer. We need beer. to you know, drink I some went, more gummy apocalypse. So, we, yeah, yes, I will do that. <laughs> but I, I went out with a girlfriend last weekend, and we went mm. to a brewery restaurant in North Aurora, um, and then hit up another... Um, brewery also down the street in north aurora and i had some beers there and they were classic beers they didn't have a ton of complex flavors to them they had like you know the ipas i actually had a saison which i'm not always a huge fan of but they weren't over they weren't over promising they were they they delivered what the expectation was okay they weren't really complex though in all these different flavor palettes and things and i said like i feel like i've om- almost drank too many beers that are over complicated yeah. now because there's so many of these different sours or berliners or stouts or you know even some of the ipas or milkshake ipas or all these things that everybody's trying to put all these flavors in and you know and then i go and i'm like this is just a regular old double ipa it's not hazy it's not anything it tastes exactly just hoppy that's it like yeah and i was like it's it's good. Like, it, it's just my flavor palette now is like, I'm expecting to be bombarded with all of these other things. And it's just like, this is, this is just what it is. Like, yep. there's nothing else to it, but it's, it's good. And I'm like, maybe I need some more basic, you know, IPAs, drinks, things to like, kind of take a break from all of these complex flavors that everybody's trying to put out now. Right. So it was just an interesting kind of dynamic that, you know, I've got a ton of beers in my fridges in my house and most of them have multiple different flavors and things in them and adjuncts and different things that they're like trying to put all this into one can. And then some, some breweries are just being like, it's, it's a, it's a double IPA. That's it. That's all I need to know. (laughs) <laughs> right here's the type of hops that's in it here go you know, yeah so. no i get what i get exactly what you're saying and i think that comes back to like the thought of like cleansing your palate mm-hmm. yes and exactly. and and resetting yourself a little bit and i think that um i think that we reach a point where we try such a diverse variety of mm-hmm. things and they're so complex. Like you said, I mean, both of these beers that we've had now are, are very complex. Mm-hmm. And beers that we've had in these sure. excuse me, these Most early of- episodes have been very complex. I mean, we've talked repeatedly about how we haven't tasted vanilla mm-hmm. in a beer um, before. And... Um, or how, you know, we don't know what dragon fruit tastes yes. like. Um, yeah. And part of me is sort of like, while I feel like, okay, my ignorance plays a part there, that, oh, I don't know what dragon fruit tastes like, right? Which a lot of people but don't there's know what dragon also, fruit tastes like. <laughs> but there's also a part of me that's sort of like, well, even if I didn't know what dragon fruit tasted like, shouldn't I identify a flavor in this beer that I don't, that's not familiar to sure. me? 
and then be able to say, well, this is probably what dragon fruit tastes like. Um, But because like in that example, you know, you're drinking a beer that has a couple other things in it that you do know what they are. um, It gets lost in the mix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think on beers where you're drinking something where you, you you know, we know what cinnamon tastes like. We know what coffee tastes like. We know what vanilla tastes like. All the flavors that are that are proposed to exist, um, we know what they taste like. Yes. But I don't think that we know what they taste like when they're mixed together. That's fair. And they're not coming through individually. Yeah. So some of them are. Some of the stronger ones do. Well, Coffee I'm, and maple, when they're in something, they typically come out strong. Yeah. But some of the, the other softer flavors, you know, mixed together might not come out. Right. You know, individually. Yeah. So, so I don't know. That's my take on that. But, uh, you know. It's good. I do. My my take on this is it's good. Maybe I don't pull out all of the flavors that are on the can, but it's still tasty. I would like a little more thickness to this. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys, that's all we have for you right now. Mm -hmm. That was way better. We did good. Good job, Lauren. We're getting better. All right, go team. Someday we're going to figure this all out. (laughs) Uh, So thanks for listening and staying with us and, you know, hoping that we're going to make it someday with this figuring this all out. But, uh, (laughs) but, uh, you know, thanks for listening. And please be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And find us on your favorite podcasting app. And don't forget to rate, review, and most importantly, subscribe. So you get that little notification when a new episode pops up. We've been posting them Tuesday mornings, usually. So the hope is that if you're driving to work on Tuesday, it's there in time for your commute. There you go. Or for your little bit of free time before you sit down in front of your laptop. Whatever whatever world (laughs) you happen to live in. Whatever situation is, but... Um, and we'll be there for you at that time. Um, so yeah, thanks again, you guys. And, uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Take care. Bye.